Please turn, if you would, to the book of Third John. Third no John. Third John. There is no third John. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Just wanted to see what you do. Was he? <laughs> I think there is. <laughs> Just wanted to see what you do. <laughs> what? <laughs> third John, please, if you would. Read the first two verses. It says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time, please. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you, Lord, for your love, wherewith you loved your people. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that Jesus Christ, the righteous, the well-beloved of God, Lord, He stood in Your wrath in place of me. He bore my sins. Victorious, He rose over the grave, Lord, justifying me. Lord, I thank You, Lord, for the hope in Christ You give Your people. Lord, please give us understanding in Your Word today. And Lord, that we, Your people, would be touched by these things. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you do. I thank you. Lord, please help today. Forgive according to your loving kindness and your tender mercies, your faithfulness to your own self. Lord, these things I ask in Christ's name. Amen. The elder, I believe, is John the Beloved, and he's writing unto this well-beloved Gaius, the subject I'd like to look at just for a little while this morning, is mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and soul. Focusing on verse 2, Beloved, I wish, I wish, or I pray above all things, or that in all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. People measure prosperity in different ways, don't they? They really do. Uh, you know, whether it's a status symbol, or a car, or a bank account, or how many likes you get on social media or what, whatever. But John saw this man Gaius, and we don't know a lot about Gaius. All we know about Gaius is what we see in the scripture here, but I believe we know quite a bit about him just by reading a few lines in Third John. But he did pray for his prosperity. But you see the condition there as his soul prospered. Prosper, it would be just a success, to be on the road to success. I I learned a definition of success years ago. It's the continuous journey toward the achievement of predetermined worthwhile goals. And I can just spit that out. I used to sell life insurance. I was bad at it. <laughs> so, but prosperity. The condition here, as thy soul prospereth, that John lays out toward Gaius, we, ha we know quite a bit, again, about Gaius and his prosperity. And John let us know quite a bit about Gaius' prosperity of soul. So how did he measure that? Was there, is there some kind of instrument, you know, some kind of meter that, I can, that we can set on top of someone's head and measure their prosperity of soul? I believe John gives us a measurement of that and that we can also evaluate, are we prospering in soul? Speaking of the children of God. First, you see that he had a love of the truth. Look again at verse 1. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Some people say they love truth and they're 
content with that, but having a true love of truth means that we have a true love of exposing of ourselves in the truth of the Word of God. And as, as bitter as that can feel, confessing our sins, knowing that Jesus Christ is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, the truth is very sweet to the child of God who loves it. Amen. The flesh does resist it, but I believe John, knowing Gaius as well as he did, calling him well-beloved, that he knew that, that Gaius had a, a thirst and a desire for these things. That Gaius, that emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, he craved after truth and desired it, knowing that truth was, was found in God alone. Amen. Though the world be shaken with all manner of lies, there is but a singularity point of truth, and that is God himself. Right. He craved after it, one might say, and not just an accumulation of knowledge, but truth in God and truth of God and the truth who is God himself. I also believe that when John knew that Gaius prospered in soul, if you read verses 3 and 4, that Gaius had a love in walking in truth. And that's where some people <laughs> lose their minds. That these things that we claim to love from the Word of God must shapen our lives. It cannot be a hollow thing or merely a, a mental uh, acceptance of these things, but a formation of, of who we are. All right. Verses 3 and 4, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It's me. That's, when people preach of a prosperity doctrine, you can turn on any station of so-called religious folk this morning, and how many of them are preaching prosperity but of this sort? Walking after Christ. Having a true love to walk after Christ. Is that my desire? Is that your desire? Amen. Well, that if one desires truly to prosper in soul, then that would be our fit and proper desire. You know, if people have goals in their lives, many times they write them down and they meditate upon these things. And it is, it, in, in a purposeful life, they will set their feet toward those things. I believe Gaius was such a man. Amen. He desired to follow Christ. Another measure that we know that his soul prospered is Gaius had a lovely testimony among the people of God, both Jew and Gentile, and even those without. Look at verses 5 and 6. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. He had a testimony of walking in a lovely sort among the people of God. So yes, it does appear though that there are at least three reasons that John would have come to the conclusion that the soul of Gaius did prosper. <laughs> Brother Nate, I've known him, I'm guessing 15 years or so. And I know that it's all by the grace of God that John wrote this to Gaius. And I know it's by the grace of God, I'm going to say what I'm about to say, that in all three of those measurements, I believe that God has used Brother Nate after a godly sort. Amen. And that indeed he does prosper in soul. Indeed he does. Amen. 
And I believe his family bears that out, Sister Cassie. I believe the Lord has used you in a mighty way that you do indeed prosper in soul, that you love truth, you love walking in and have a testimony among the people of God. Does that mean they're perfect? I don't believe Gaius was a perfect person. I don't believe John was a perfect person. Both those men are dead, right. sinful. But I believe that in loving truth and in prospering in soul, it was a great encouragement to John. If you keep on reading, he, he desires to be a, a fellowshipper to the, to the truth in verse 8, that Gaius was an encouragement to John. And remember, John was a man that walked with Jesus Christ himself. What kind of, what kind of an impression may we have on one another? As I've known Brother Nate, Sister Cassie over the years, looking at what John said to Gaius here, that I've known nothing other than Brother Nate and Sister Cassie having, by the grace of God, a love for the truth of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I can call him up on any circumstance. Even yesterday, he was mentoring me, and he gave me direction. He gave me counsel according to his love in the truth of the Word of God. He has a, a love and a craving for it. And how do I know that? Well, as human beings, we also have discussed our infirmities. And I know the heart of Brother Nate that he desires to walk in truth. And I also know that sin bothers him. He, his soul prospers. I know that the people that I know that know Brother Nate, that they, that they, that they have a testimony of him that they have done likewise of the same. And again, not, not elevating Brother Nate, but glorifying God and his work in him. What a, what a testimony it is to, that the people of God would recognize other people of God with such loveliness. So the question that I would have for myself and everyone else, does your soul prosper? Does your soul prosper? Do you have an authentic love of the truth and that truth and love, does it, is it come out? Is it evident in your walk? And do you have such a testimony among the people of God? What, everyone has a testimony. What, what is your testimony? What is my testimony of the people of God? I didn't ask you if you liked his personality, and I'm not asking you if you like mine. Right. Does, his, does Brother Nate encourage you to walk and love the truth of the Word of God. Does He encourage you to have a lovely, God-honoring testimony? Does His life evidence that? I've known people that, have, that they say they love truth and they preach truth, but their life is a wreck. I don't, again, he's a, he's a man. He's a sinner. Flesh and blood. If you look hard enough, you're going to see flaws. But does His life encourage you to follow Christ? I believe, Brother Nate's soul's soul, it does prosper. So when he says, I, I wish above all things, or in all things, I, I pray that in all things, that you prosper and be in health, it's to be as that, even as, okay? I wish above all things. I pray that in all things that thou mayest prosper. Well, that prosperity in his life, I believe it, it includes all aspects of the business of life. So, we, he's writing at a church capacity. If you, if you read 3 John, he's writing because uh, there's a man that, will pre, that is preventing communication to the church. So, so John is writing in, in church capacity, in church things. I believe that John desired that Gaius would prosper as a man, but also prosper as a church man, as a man who is serving the Lord Jesus Christ in and through his church. So if you, if, you, if you look at the even as, those things must accompany that. So as a serviceman in the Lord's assembly under Jesus Christ, 
Did he have a love for truth? Did he walk in it through the Lord's assembly? And did he have a testimony in the assembly? I believe if you read 3 John, all that is evident. I believe as in, in prospering, he also talking about his family. So as a leader of his home, did, did Gaius show his family his love of the truth? Did he walk in it? And did he have a testimony in his family? And those converted and unconverted in his family, did he have a testimony of loving the truth of the Word of God? I believe he did. And again, comparing man to man, I, I see a lot of Brother Nate, by the grace of God, I see a lot of Brother Nate in Brother Gaius. Thank God. Thank God for such graces that he gives unto his children. It's consistent. The, 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 the consistency and the prosperity of life whether it be in relationships or finance or whatever, the consistency there is a love of the truth, a love of walking in it, and a love of having a, a godly testimony among the people of God. He does recognize that there is grace of God involved in this, but he, he looks at, at Gaius. He's, he's, he, he's saying, Gaius, you have, you have applied yourself in these things, and children of God, sometimes we forget the the necessity of our, uh, of our desires that we do apply ourselves in these things. Do you apply yourself to the love of the truth of the Word of God? And I don't mean just a couple hours on Sundays. Does this Word of God mean something to you? Yeah. If you had a brick of gold, would you, would you hold it dearer than the Word of God? That gold's going to melt one day. A love of the truth and a love of walking in it. And not for, not for uh, appearance's sake, but because you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you desire to fellowship with Him. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Not a desire of checking boxes or legalism, but a true desire of walking in all of our business with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, brother, I can't walk in my business and walk with Christ. Get another business. And I'm. that sounds funny, but it's not. Quit. Move. Do something else. It's sad to hear so often that children of God think that they can serve the Lord but quit on their business and go serve the Lord in some other business somewhere else but quit on the business that they've committed to through baptism. Child of God, desire to walk it. Have a lovely testimony in all that you do. If our business conflicts with the business of walking in truth, loving the truth, and having a lovely testimony, then you need to repent. I need to repent and restructure our lives around having a prosperous soul. He says, and in health, applying oneself in these things. There's been a lot of people that have been praying, myself included, for the prosperity of the the health of Brother Nate. And I believe the Lord has gloriously prospered him in health. Gloriously prospered in in health. The body includes so much. It does. As evidence, as this man sitting here, one can make it without an arm. They can. The body. 
God has given us such wonderful bodies that, uh, but but we, that we may, may we pro- desire a prosperity in those things that, that 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 his heart not fail, that his liver not fail, that his mind not fail. Amen. You see, Gaius was a person of responsibility. That's why John was writing to him in church capacity. So, being a person of responsibility, such as Gaius or such as uh, as Brother Nate or any other pastor or person of responsibility in the Lord's assemblies, the mind races, doesn't it? The mind races. While Gaius walked in truth, he was well aware that others didn't. While, while, there, while Gaius, he had a love for the truth, he was well aware that others didn't. Gaius, I'm sure, spent nights, as many others do, concerned for the souls of those whose souls did not prosper. John, being affection toward Gaius, I believe he encourages him throughout this letter. As you read through the letter in verses 5 and 6, Gaius gave a love offering. And, and he, he, he did that knowing that those others didn't have means to continue on. But if it was like so many other people, he, he wondered, did they make it? Did they get there? How did it end? I believe John also knew what manner of man that Gaius was. So he, he wrote and said, yeah, they made it. And they testified. He satisfied him there mentally, but, but he did that knowing and desiring for Gaius that his mind be settled. How about emotionally? You know, sometimes we just think of the body and, and the exercise of the body, but in health, we, there's emotional health that sometimes doesn't get addressed. There in the local church, there was much trouble. If you read 3 John, and you got the diatrophies issue. There was a guy that loved to have the preeminence, or he liked to be a church boss. Apparently, it, it appears that, that, that Gaius also had trust issues. If you look at, and, and John actually confirms that it's right to be sus, to, to scrutinize people. He says in verse 11, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Well, John oversimplified it. No, he didn't. What kind of testimony does someone have? Well, if they have a pitiful testimony, don't follow them. That's what he said. They're not of God. They haven't seen God. And with that, having trust issues, you can read in verse 12 about Demetrius. Demetrius, who was the person who carried this letter, hath a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. Here's Demetrius, receive him. Brother Gaius, he's just like you. He's just like us. Receive him. But can you see how that, that Gaius might have had an issue with receiving people? And John knew that. I pray that you be in health. Some of us, some of us, this might not be an issue at all, but some of us, Gaius apparently, it was. I pray that you're, you prosper and be in health, he says. That in all things, John knew the toll that was going on in Gaius's life. And Gaius, being a man, desiring to serve the Lord, I believe there's some commonality, perhaps, with, with many children of God. Think of the love and the care here that, that John gives Gaius. In verse 1, he acknowledged him in, his, in the truth and his walk in it. And you can, you can read the letter on your own. In, in verse 2, he, he prayed for him in truth and in his walk. In verses 3 through 8, he encouraged him in truth and in his walk. And verses 9 through 11, he guided or instructed him in his truth and in his walk. And also in verses 13 and 14, he comforted him in truth and in his walk. This letter 
may boil down to, hey, guys, trust the Lord. Do what he says. It's going to be okay. Gaius, having the testimony that his soul did prosper, I believe, well received this letter. Perhaps read it over and over again with, with glad tears because he loved the truth. He loved walking in it. He desired to walk in it. And he loved John's testimony of being one that walked in the truth. So children of God, it is right and it is good that we desire that others prosper and that to be in health as, the, as their soul does in the Lord. Do you, do you pray for one another in such a way? I ask that you do. I ask that you pray for me in such a way. In a direct question, how would it be if someone said, you know what, I'm going to pray for you according to your walk. Some of us might say, please no. There's been days in my life where I would have said, please no. Would your health and your prosperity truly be in a state of success? What if, do you love the truth? Do you walk in it? And what is your testimony? What if your life played out according to those measures? Are you a success? I'm not asking again about status symbols. I'm not asking about bank accounts and, and, and friendships. I'm asking on a, in a spiritual way. Are you prospering? What if your health prospered as your soul does? Many people say they love the truth, but are they walking in it? Second, 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, And hereby we know that we know Him. If you want to know that you know, listen up, if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not his commandments, he is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. Do you know? Does your love of the truth, does your love of walking in the truth, and does your lovely testimony bear out that you indeed are in Jesus Christ? And have a love for it. And I don't mean in a mechanical way, in a showmanship way, but in a deep love to be near the Savior. Many people say they love the truth. But what is their testimony among believers? And even those of the outside. Oh, I love the truth. My life's a wreck. In every way outside I leave these doors. In every way I pursue the world and the affections thereof. Examine yourself. Pray for one another. I believe that my soul ultimately has prospered in, in, according to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is no small thing. I believe that, that that work also has a bearing out in our lives today, or it should. Truly prospering in this present life, an authentic love of the truth of the Word of God and are refining by it, are we defined by a love of the truth? And does that love of the truth, an authentic love of the truth, does it bear out in the lives of the people of God, in our walk, school, finances, relationships, everything we do, how you greet the mailman, and everything. Does the love of God, the Lord Jesus Christ said, they will know you by, their, by your love. Are you known? How are you known? An authentic testimony, a sincere testimony among the people of God. Again, I believe Brother 
the Lord has, through Brother Nate, testified that his soul does indeed prosper. I, I believe that. And you might say, well, how in the world, you know, look at what's happened. Is, is that prosperity? 2 Corinthians, if you would please, in chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Please, we'll read a few verses. Again, we have to look at our definitions of prosperity and make sure they align with the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-9. through 9. Says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. People speculate about that. I won't. We'll just read it. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ might rest upon me according to the Word of God. Would you perceive that Paul, that he was a success or in prospering? Or was he a failure? This reads as though the Lord had proffered him to be a success, and his soul did indeed prosper. And therefore, even in his infirmities, he was prosperous in the Lord. Was Paul the only one praying for himself? I believe there were many people praying for Paul. Many people met Paul, and they were aware, perhaps, of his infirmities. But again, success. His, 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 he, in health and prosperity, he prospered as his soul prospered. I understand that, the, that, that time and our bodies are some of the greatest possessions that we can own, but we're just given these things for just a little while. And we're given these things, children of God, exclusively to use them for the glory of God. And in that, there is great prosperity. There truly is. To use our bodies as instruments, of a, as, a, as a love of God through His Word, in, in servicing Him in our walk, and glorifying Him as a testimony unto this present world and among the people of God. Brother Nate, I continue to pray for you in all things that you would prosper and be in health as thy soul prosper. In many ways, children of God, we should, we should envy the Hilly family. Think about the worldwide testimony that Brother Nate and Sister Cassie have had for the glory of God. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Amen. To be used in such a way. I see Gaius, by the grace of God, as a stout man, as a stout child of God. And in many ways, I, I see not just Brother Nate, but many children of God that have held such positions and have such testimony for the glory of God. That, that, that in, his, in, his, in the strength that God has given him, he has an absolute love for the truth. And that may God be true and every man a liar. And considering ourselves, Brother Nate, we are part of the every man. Loving the truth of the Word of God and desiring to walk in it. As you just sang, though He slay me. And having a testimony of that love. Well, what does it take? What does it take to have a testimony? Follow the Lord. You follow the Lord, you're going to have a testimony in this life. You raise your sail, you're going to catch wind. Child of God, what is your desire? Is it your desire to be conformed to this world or be transformed? Amen. 
Is your desire, is your desire to be conformed to the image of, of the, the dear Son of God, Jesus Christ, as it says in Romans chapter 8? Well, you won't be a fellowshipper of this world. You won't prosper in things of this world and at the same time be prosperous of soul. Oh, you may again stack up a bank account, but you will not indeed prosper. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What is your definition of success? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You can be like God, Satan said. Oh man, that's success to many people. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. That's success. Loving it, walking it, and having a testimony in those things. Child of God. If you're a member of this assembly, you're in a precious place. The house of the Lord. I believe that His power and His authority continues unto this day, and it continues. You're in a precious place where you can see the marvelous works of God, and you're in a precious place where a man that God has used, and by the grace and glory of God, a man that has a love of the truth and desires you to have a love of the truth. A man that desires to walk in it and desires you to walk in it. A man that desires to have a lovely testimony of the things of God and desires that for you. Did Brother Gaius have room to grow? Yes, he did. We know that because this man, Diotrephes, was there and wreaking havoc in the assembly and apparently Gaius hadn't done anything about it. Did he have room to grow? Yes. Do I have room to grow? Yes. Does Brother Nate have room to grow? Yes. Thank God He gives us His Word and His Spirit that we desire to grow. And I believe once John did arrive, I had many things in verse 13 to write, but I will not with ink and pen write, thee, write unto thee, but I trust I shall see uh, shortly see thee. I believe these things got worked out. And I believe Gaius continued to grow in the truth once John arrived. <coughs> I pray that your souls prosper and that you continue to prosper in the truth and loving it and walking in it and having such a testimony. Mm-hmm. And according to those things, I pray that you prosper in your life and in your business. That then your in your families, in in your relationships, in your school, and in your business, in your dealings, in your whatever. That in all things that you prosper in loving the truth and loving walking in it, and having a desire to be a testimony. I pray that in your health, that you prosper, that bodily your body prospers, so that you may fitly serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That your mind prospers, that you may fitly serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and emotionally you prosper, that you may well and fitly serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray these things, my well-beloved. That means esteemed or dearly loved, worthy, made worthy in Jesus Christ. This should be the desire of every child of God to truly prosper in Jesus Christ. Brother Nate, I believe the Lord has prospered you. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't seek you for any wisdom. Sinner, I pray that you are completely a failure. Well, that's ugly. Listen. That you're miserable and that you see 
your absolute failure. That you see it. That you have nothing to hold on to thinking that in any way you can be successful before God. I pray that all your business fails. I, I, I pray that everything that you apply yourself comes undone. Well, that's, oh, that's awful, brother. Your business of living a life of sin, that it simply comes undone. That you have no footing or stronghold. That whatever it takes, that you would see your need of Christ and by the power of God flee unto Him. Finances, I'd be okay with you going broke if that meant you turned to the Lord. Your business, I'd, it's quite alright if that falls apart. It was a man who was a tax collector. He, he, had, he was in the green. He went into the red, didn't he? His business fell apart. Justify. I pray that you have a terrible work experience. I, I, that it just unravel on you. And that you turn to the Lord. That you fail in school and you fail in school and everywhere you turn, that you can't, you just everything. That relationships unravel. That there is no comforter. That they're all miserable comforters. And you turn to the Lord. What's of greater significance? I pray that your health fails. And it will. Guess what? The wages of sin is death. Your health is failing because of sin. But with all relative and awakening speed, you see yourself as one dying. And in moments, you will see yourself before the Almighty. And that knowing this by the power of God mentally, you find no peace at all. None. Emotionally, that you become an absolute wreck. Which of these is greater importance than your soul? Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ said, please, if you wouldn't, in the Gospel according to Mark in chapter 8. Brother, is that so ugly? Why would, why would you want those things? Surely you must give something, somebody something to hold on to. Mark chapter 8, verse 36. For what shall it profit a man? Put your eyes on. What shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world, that's the cosmos, everything that there is, and lose his own soul. That's right. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That's failure. Jesus Christ just defined failure for you. So you see a big difference here. You see a person, though infirm, Yet prosperous in soul. Though, though debilitated, you see a person that, that his health and his business and a God, after a godly sort, there's prosperity. Thank God! With hope in Jesus Christ. Thank God. On the other side, a man could have it all. And as they used to say on TV, and it all come crashing down. I pray that your soul prosper in and only through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that work is given to us in the truth of the Word of God. Gaius had a love of the truth. Gaius had a love of walking or fellowshipping with God in the truth and had a love of having a testimony of a godly sort among the people of God. 
May you find true prosperity. True prosperity in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Repent. Yeah. Whatever road you're on, it's the wrong one. Save the road that leads to the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Repent and believe His gospel. Brother. Amen.